Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I'm just going to teach what the Lord's laid on my heart. I've never shared this message before, never. But what I want to share tonight, I think, will help somebody. And I don't feel like I got to do a lot. I'm just going to let the Lord's Word go forth. The Bible said all that they had among 5,000 men, women, and children besides the 5,000 men was two fish and five pieces of bread. And we're not talking about the kind of fish some of you fishermen um, Photoshop. <laughs> These were not massive tuna. These were not fish story exaggerated fish. These were just small little sardine-sized fish. And when it says loaves, it's talking about bis- we would call it biscuits. I mean, that seems like it's so little. You ever felt like what you had was so little and the need was so great? We used to sing a song in the church called little as much when God is in it. Whether it's a little stick in Moses' hand, whether it's a little slingshot and stone in David's hand, whether it's an ox goad in Shamgar's hand, little as much when God is in it because the stick can still part the sea and the stone can still slay the giant and the ox goad can still slay 800 men in a field. So, maybe all you have tonight is a little faith, a little praise, a little hope, but little is much when God is in it. Little clouds with God are loaded with tremendous miracles. The Bible doesn't give us this boy's name. It doesn't give us his parents' name because it doesn't matter who his daddy is was. It doesn't matter who his mother was. It it didn't matter who he was and what family he was from. Didn't matter where he came from to Jesus. There's a blessing for you, not because you're somebody's son, not because you're somebody's daughter, but because Jesus wants to bless you. We're not told what he looked like. We're not told his IQ. We're not told where he came from, nor are we told his parents. Therefore, it didn't matter. And it doesn't matter about you. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter whether or not you have generations of blessing of faith in your family or not. It doesn't matter when you need a miracle. All you got to do is give what you've got to Jesus. We are not told a lot about him. All we know is what he did have. And that's our problem. We spend so much time on what we don't have. Whenever, whatever you have is what he will bless. And the blessing is not in what we don't have, but the blessing is in what we do have. He looked into the basket. At what he had. You've got one guy 
And I had to ask myself as I read this, why do you have one guy out of 5,000 plus women and children, why does only one guy have food? What happened to the rest of the people? Nobody had nothing. One guy with five biscuits and two small fish and everybody else was out of food by the thousands. Now catch this, here's why. I don't think it wasn't that they didn't have any food, but I think that they had thrown away what had been given to them and this boy was holding on to it because if you read the story in another chapter, it talks about his mother gave it to him. And she gave him that lunch bag and he decided to hold on to it. They had no refrigerators. They had no coolers. They had no ice. If you've ever been over there, it's hot, it's humid. And you don't want to be carrying around a bag of fish for about six hours and greasy fish and biscuits in a, in, a, in a basket. So all the sensible people had decided it's time to throw away what we were given. But this boy decided because his mother said, keep this. He decided, I'm going to hold on to these fish. Everybody else is tossing away what another generation gave them. But I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to what everybody else is saying is insignificant. I'm going to hold on because Jesus is looking for somebody who still is holding on and cherishing what everybody else is throwing away. Everybody else has thrown it away. Everybody else has said the times are changing. But Jesus is looking for somebody who's still holding on to something that they've been given that he wants to bless. Do you still cherish what the rest of the world says you ought to throw away? Some things are we hold on to because our daddy and our mama gave them to us. Our grandparents gave them to us. God's going to find a church who's going to hold on to some things that other churches are throwing away. I don't mean to imply we're better and more spiritual than anybody else, but I have determined that we're going to hold on to worship. We're not going to be a bunch of dead, dry people walking into a totally predictable service. And you never, ever, ever see the power of God move in any way, shape, or form. It's head talking to head. But we need to hold on what other people are throwing away. This church is going to hold on to worship. We're going to raise our hands. We're going to clap our hands. We're going to lift our voice. We're going to sing. We're going to shout. We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to praise him with a loud voice. We're going to praise him like we believe when we send the blessings up, the miracles come down. Take a praise break and hold on to what other people are throwing away. You better hold on to your worship. Now that you're blessed, 
Now that you got a nice car, now that you got your little education, now that you got some name and prestige, I tell you, the more he blesses you, the more it ought to make you worship, the more it ought to make you shout, the more it ought to make you refuse to be quiet. I refuse to throw away my worship. I don't care what other people do. Lift your hands up like the Bible said. And let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord for just a moment. I'm going to hold on to my shout. I'm going to hold on to my convictions. I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care what they're throwing away. I don't care what convictions they're tossing out. That's their business. I'm not judging them. That's not my place. I'm not the judge. I'm sitting with Jesus, and he's in the mercy seat, and I'm going to let him judge. But as for me, I'm going to hold on to some things that my mother and my father passed down to me. They gave me a basket, and the Lord said the blessing is in the basket. The basket is what will go from generation to generation. And when he multiplied it, he didn't just multiply the fish and the loaves. He multiplied the basket because he got 12 baskets. God wants us to be able to pass some things on. I'm going to hold on to the Holy Ghost. I'm going to hold on to healing. I'm going to hold on to miracles. I'm going to hold on to tithing. I don't care what all these smart people say that it went out. I don't care. I know Jehovah Jireh took me when I had nothing and I gave him a tithe of my bus money, bussing tables at Canton Station. Chinese restaurant, I started tithing, and now I'm not just blessed, I'm super blessed, and I'm a blesser. I'm going to hold on to it. You get smarter than God, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to fasting, prayer. You go see some more of man's ways. But I made up my mind there's some things I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to hold on to a prayer life. I'm going to hold on to a prayer place. I'm going to hold on to not being ashamed to read the Bible on an airplane. Yeah, I got on one the other night. The guy beside me, my God, he was having a party all by himself. And he was on the inside and I was on the outside. And that poor waitress or, or airline stewardess, she kept bringing him Jack Daniels and Coke. Jack Daniels and Coke. I mean, I have never seen anybody like drink like that. I was amazed. And I thought, well, you know, I do respect the fact that he don't care about my opinion. Or even what anybody thinks. And it got, I got under conviction and so help me God. I reached down and pulled out this big old black Bible. And I put it on my little table. And I sat there and I just started reading it. And I said, I'm not ashamed of this book, Lord. And I, I want to be as bold as he is. If he's, if he's not ashamed of that, I'm not ashamed of this. If he's not ashamed of getting smashed, I'm not ashamed of getting encouraged and blessed and lifted and excited in public places. 
blessing is what has been given by those who came before us. Somebody needs to shout, we're not letting it go. He had 5,000 people, five pieces of bread. If it gets multiplied, that's a thousand times more. And two fish. The basket had been handed from one generation to another generation. What I'm saying to you is, when Jesus said, give me that lunch, that boy had to make a decision. He could have given four fish. Or no, he couldn't. He could have given two fish and four biscuits and held on to one of those biscuits in case it didn't work. But if you want to be great, got to give it all. Got to give your fifth biscuit. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about yourself. He gave it all. That's good words for a tombstone. He gave it all. She gave it all. Because nobody remembers the people who don't give it all. The only people who get remembered are people in some way or another. Bottom line is they gave it all. All five loaves. He didn't keep one in case it didn't work out. You don't, if you're trying to get free, you don't keep one joint just in case. <laughs> you don't keep, if you're an alcoholic and you're trying to get free, I'm just going to preach like I want to. I don't care who came. Uh, if you're trying on this 21-day fast to get free from them, them cowboys, Marlboros, you don't hold on to one pack in the bottom drawer just in case after the fast. Go on and throw them out. Give it all and watch him come and say, if you give me all, I'm going to give you all. Somebody shout like you believe the word. The only way Christianity works is if you give it all. Just telling you. I watch these people and they, they, they live miserable lives. They got one foot in, one foot out. And always half shady. Shaking it and backing it up. Some club didn't come in. Lit and hung over. Ain't that God don't love you? you? You know us. We're grace. We, we, we work with people. I'm just telling you, you don't, the, the Christianity really never kicks in. You just sell out and say, no way. Here, here, take the two stinking fish. I didn't want them anyhow. And here's that biscuit and that one and that one and that one I really want to keep. But there you go. And that one too, because I know I can't give anything up. If I gave him one basket with all of that, he's going to come back with 12 times more back in my life. Pressed down, shaken together, running over in joy, in peace, in love, in freedom, in, 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 in salvation. 
The miracles don't start till the basket was empty. Isn't that amazing? When the, when the basket got empty, God said it's time for miracles. When you get down to nothing, God's up to something. And when they got down, and he gave it all, the last biscuit, that's where multiplication started. God started multiplying it and filled them. And I love the fact that when he got through with this miracle, there were 12 more baskets left over. He didn't just multiply the bread and the fish. He multiplied the baskets. Where'd they get 12 baskets? Nobody else had nothing. Where did they get 12? God multiplied the baskets. See, there's a difference between uh, creating and making. When you make something, you're using the ingredients that you have. But we serve a God who creates stuff. <laughs> he, just, he just says, I'm so bad that, that, that I don't need to have it to make it. If I want it, I'll make it out of nothing. Now, can you see that boy? I believe it was 12 because he wanted those doubting disciples to carry those baskets home for that boy. And that boy goes back home and his mama, he says, Mama, I held on to what everybody else was throwing away. They made fun of me. When I'd get around them, they'd say, Why, shoo, did you throw that away, that old mess? Who gave you that? Your mama, Lord, how mercy. Throw that stuff away. That's what they want us to do with our faith. That's, you, you, you listen to this crazy world, it'll have you throwing away the, the generational blessings of God that he wants to transfer from one generation. That's why I, I have come tonight to serve notice on the devil. What was on my daddy and my mom is on me and Sharice and it's on my children. And now, devil, we got a basket of healing that's going all the way to my grandchildren. And in the name of Jesus... We believe that he's the God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I know that the blessing is in that basket. I've got a basket of faith that moves from generation to generation. And it saves my family. But I'm not just going to preach the front side of Calvary. I'm going to turn Jesus around and show you on his back the back side of Calvary. You're only hearing half the gospel if you hear Jesus say, Yes, he saves, but he also heals. And by his stripes, you are healed. Everybody clap your hands and believe. 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 They can come to the music. The boy believed. The boy received. You'll regret what you leave in the basket. While you're on this fast, if there's anything now on these last few days 
that you've left in the basket. Maybe you've been looking at Facebook four hours a day and reading the Bible ten minutes. Why don't you just throw Facebook in there for the next four days? I know you, life's going to get back. We're going to get back into our routine. But while I'm on this fast, I just want to say to everything and anything in my life, none of, none of you will stay in my basket. I'm throwing it all out. I'm giving it all to Jesus. Everything. These last few days of this fast. You'll regret what you leave in the basket. Anything in your life you're struggling with, just throw it. Just say, well, let's see. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going without it for four days. Some of you need to throw your cigarettes in there. Not, 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 so, you know, people, you, you think I'm going to go to hell if I smoke a cigarette? No, you're just going to smell like you're in the wrong place. I believe people go to heaven smoking. I, I, that ain't a cardinal sin. You're going to go there a lot quicker than the rest of us. That's all. Why don't you just throw that in there and say, you know, the Lord wants me to have abundant life. It's me to be able to run a mile, not heave and weave. He wants me to get healthy. It's me to get strong. I'm going to let no little dirty tobacco weed destroy my beautiful sexy body this is the temple of the Holy Ghost come on I'm preaching the truth y'all getting quiet I'm preaching the truth how much weight have you lost how much 38 pounds so proud of you so proud of you. 38 pounds. Looking healthy. Wealthy and blessed. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, you need to throw some stuff in, out of the basket. Still a few things in there. I've noticed them about you. Just tell them. Just a few more things. I don't know what your deal is. You know what? Some of you little workout people. I'm going I'm to I'm reverse the curse. Watch this. Some of you little workout people, you just got to work out. It's become more important to you than prayer and fasting. Won't you throw your little workout for four days into the basket? Say, I'm going to build my spirit man up. When you go back, you hit it and you, you go, poof, just like so. You know, it, it, how many of you ever worked out? After, you know, I used to. That's all I'm saying. But I liked how I felt when I didn't do it for a little while. I, for me, you know, I run. I'm a runner. I run. I love to run. I run four, five miles at least every other day, but usually every every day. And I love it. I, I mean, it's just, it's my de-stressor. It's my, it's my prayer time. It's my listening to God time I, I just don't, I don't know how to describe it it means it, I need it I need it I need it to get you out of my hair I need it I need it I need it to, when Sharice is getting on my nerves I go run again when the kids are stressing me out I go run again I, 
But you know, the Lord told me on this fast, he said, no running. None. I'm, I was about to go crazy because I like to run. He said, you give me that. Something you really enjoy, give it up. He's quiet, 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 quiet. I close with this, but Bill Borden in the 1900s, early 1900s, was 21. He was from one of the richest families in North America, the Borden family. But God called him to be a missionary to the nation of Brazil. He was given a trust fund. and He spent all of the millions to establish the kingdom of God. He received as an inheritance his father begged him he said son you're the only one that could take this business over and I want you to have it he said no God's called me to be a missionary in Brazil he turned down that amazing opportunity and he went to preach he set sail five years later at the age of 27 he was dead from malaria and they found a note that was faintly handwritten that had three things on it. These words were written with faint handwriting. No regrets. No reserves. No retreats. Listen to that. No retreats. No reserves. No regrets. He gave it all. Just wonder sometimes if God can find anybody in a new generation who would say, I know I can't live on this level of intensity all the time. I'm not trying to. But I'm saying during this fast, when you said if I seek you first at the beginning of a year, you would honor and bless me You'll take care of everything else. So I'm giving you these early days of 2019. And I'm putting it all out of the basket into you. And you know what's going to happen? There's a blessing that's going to come back in the basket that is the container for generations. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.